You guys, running is expensive, and I get that. And I want, I, I'm, I'm in a super giving mood today, so I'm gonna give $50 to one lucky person via Venmo. All you have to do is comment on the Q&A section. Now, to do that, you've gotta be on Spotify. Good news is anybody can download Spotify. You don't need to actually be paying for it. Just search our podcast and go in and answer the prompt. And make sure you include your Instagram handle because uh, that's the way we're going to be able to find you. So one lucky winner will just at random get this money. By the way, if you could give us a five-star review, follow the podcast. Love you guys. Hi, I'm Mo Crumb. And I'm Harrison Crumb. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week's episode is about an amazing story that comes from Kim Ermaza, and she's the type of person that really inspires you to do that thing in your life, take that step, make that change that you know you know you need in your life, and you're just kind of too scared to do. Uh, so hope you love this episode, and here's Kim. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, thanks for joining. I know we've been acquainted for a long time now on social, but um, first time we're actually talking. How's that? I know. (laughs) Everything's going really well. How are you? I'm good. I am uh, wrapping up a busy week at work. Um, Why don't you give us a little intro? Your name, uh, what you do for work, where you live, all the good stuff. All right, cool. Um, Well, my name's Kim. Um, I'm an athletic trainer. 
Um, I work at the University of Utah. I'm also a certified personal trainer um, and do some online personal training. Um, and right now, I'm currently living in Salt Lake City. Sweet. So what led you to, you said University of Utah, right? Mm-hmm. What led you to that specific university? Um, I'm, I'm assuming you could do this at a lot of different places. Uh, very true, yes. Um, I actually moved to Salt Lake City last, or a year and a half ago, time's flying. Um, I lived at, I'm originally from Miami. Um, I haven't lived anywhere outside of Miami uh, for nearly 30 years and felt like I needed to make a change and, um, and get a fresh perspective on life and just try to really figure out what I really wanted to do. Um, I, was, I was an athletic trainer when I was living in Florida. Um, but I just felt like I needed something a little bit more. Um, and every time I visited the Mountain West, I really enjoyed it and decided one day, heck, let me just pack up my bags, make a one-way trip, and move out here. And um, I was applying to various jobs coming out, um, but the University of Utah has a really great reputation, especially in the healthcare field. Um, so I got pretty fortunate with, uh, getting a job with them. Awesome. Um, so I, I'm sure Miami to, uh, Salt Lake is, is different as it gets as far as climate and, you know, what you can do outdoors and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Uh, have you found that to be the case? Uh, very much so. Um, Miami is very hot and humid. And out here, um, I really do enjoy the seasons. Um, and out here, it's very dry. Um, and, you know, just depending on the season. Um, I've officially survived my second winter. Um, so it was definitely a challenge to get adjusted to, um, you know, running in snow um, and um, training in colder climates and being on the trainer a little bit more. Um, I'm also a triathlete. So just training on the trainer a little yeah, bit more versus yeah, riding Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, <laughs> You, you've had some really amazing achievements when it comes to uh, triathlon, which we can dive into. So why don't you dive into um, why you got into running? What was your lifestyle before then? And uh, yeah, why, what, why, why the change, in, change of pace? Yeah. Um, so I started running in 2019. Um, However, before that, um, I really struggled um, in my mid-20s. I felt like a little bit lost, and, you know, I, was, I felt like I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. Um, and I struggled with alcohol um, for about two years, and it was to the point where um, yeah, it was just to the point where I was just getting into situations that I shouldn't be getting into, and my life just started to really spiral down. Um, and I remember one day... Uh, my one of my coworkers, who's also an athletic trainer um, at the high school that I worked at, had invited me out to a 5K, and um, I said, "Heck, why not? Let me give it a shot." Um, I've never really run before that. Um, I would go to the gym here and there, but I wasn't necessarily a runner, um, and so that's kind of like when it started. I picked up a pair of running shoes, went out with her, and just totally fell in love more so with the running community at at first, um, and then you know once. I started running more, um, more consistently. Then it became more of, um, more of like a mental and like spiritual awakening for me, um, and that's kind of like where my journey with running started. 
Tell, tell me more about that. What do you mean by kind of a, a mental and spiritual awakening? Like, how so? I felt like I, I felt like writing made me feel powerful. You know, before before I started writing, I felt like I didn't have much control of my life. Although at the end of the day, we all have our we all we all make our own choices. But I felt like life was controlling me versus me controlling it. And when I started running more consistently, I felt that I felt more powerful knowing that I can overcome obstacles because at some point in time, running does get hard, especially once you get into racing. And it just became more of like me finding clarity in what I what my purpose was in life. Um, and it, I just got hooked from there. <laughs> Yeah, I really admire that. And I guess I kind of just want to understand a little bit more how quickly it, it took to make the shift. You know, was this kind of a, uh, a thing where you were, you know, falling into the wrong patterns and then you just start running and then immediately your life changes? Or was it a process? Um. It almost felt immediate, um, to be honest. Now, like, looking back at it, that's a really great question. Now, looking back at it, it almost felt immediate. You know, before writing, like I mentioned, I had, I struggled with alcohol to the point where, you know, like, I would just drink myself to sleep and wake up not remembering a thing that happened the day before. And reflecting back on it, <clears throat> it almost became immediate because it got to the point where I started to try to get competitive with running, and I knew that if I drank alcohol my performance would suffer or I just couldn't focus the next day. And it just, you know, started to compound to the point where I started to um, rid myself of all the negative things in my life and decided that I owed myself everything that I took for granted. And which was a lot, you know, I took, I took so much for granted um, when I was, when I was younger and, you know, struggling with alcohol. And once I started running, I just figured, you know, this is one positive thing and, let me just get rid of all these negative things that are starting to impact um, all the compounding positive things that are happening. Yeah. I, I also read when you and I were chatting that you were smoking a bunch too, like a pack a day. Um, that's pretty intense. I, I would say in this day and age, you don't find a lot of people <laughs> who still do that. And, um, and then if you, if you did do that, making the switch over to cutting that out completely, that's, that seems like a, probably a harder task than running a marathon wouldn't you say <laughs> it was it was tough because nicotine is one heck of a drug um it was really tough to quit uh smoking um but actually i ended up quitting smoking before i gave up drinking um oh, wow. yeah i gave up smoking before i gave up drinking um and that was just because i felt like um, you know, when I was when I was smoking and drinking, I was still going to the gym, and then I noticed, okay, like I can't, I couldn't really work out like I wanted to, and I felt like almost like a hypocrite, you know, like I pull up to the gym after just smoking a cigarette, like what kind of person, what kind of person am I to do that? Yeah. Um, and then I just felt like I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really focus in the gym anymore because I couldn't catch my breath because I was so out of breath from having smoking before even going to the gym. Um, and so that habit, for some reason, um, I was able to cut that. I was able to cut that uh, fairly quickly, but it was the alcohol that I had trouble with because of how it made me feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty passionate about this subject because, and and, and not many people know this. I, I try to 
it's not my story to tell, so I, I try not to get too deep into it. But um, my someone very close to me, I'll just I'll just leave it there, uh, passed away from alcohol, and you know I've never tried it. I've never had that issue, so I can't wrap my head around it. But like I really do like other things like chocolate cake and 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 greasy foods. <laughs> and and I if someone came to me and said you can't eat those anymore, I'd be it'd be hard for me to quit. And, and so, um, I, I really admire the fact that you're able to give those up and, and how running was sort of the catalyst to, to help you get there. Um, was there anything else that you think kind of helped you in that journey? And, and the reason I, I ask is I, I think there's probably people listening who could benefit from, from your comments here if they're struggling with the same thing. And I don't want to give the illusion that if you just grab some running shoes and start running, like your life would really <laughs> no, be better. Oh, sure. uh, no, for sure. You know, like I had a really good support system and, um, you know, it was to the point where it was affecting people around me as well. People that, uh, that care for me and that I care for. Um, and it was selfish of me, like drinking became incredibly selfish and I didn't realize how selfish, how selfish I became, um, with alcohol until, you know, I started getting the situations and, you know, just looking back, I'm like, what kind of person am I to do that to my family, to do that to people that I love? Um, and, you know, just having that support system to know that it's okay to reach out for help if you need it. Um, but just, but, you know, like pe people love you more than you think and people care about you more than you think. And it hurts to see people sad and, suffer equally as you are inside but you can physically see there that they're hurting because of your own actions and just me seeing how I was hurting people that I care about because of my actions um definitely made that shift a little easier as well yeah and I would I would bet that those same people are probably thrilled to see the 180 that you've made um I mean you have made some incredible achievements in both triathlon and marathons. And so let's, let's, let's go into your progress. So you start running at 20 in 2019. And then what did that build look like? What was your first race? And, you know, how did you, how did you get to that point? <laughs> um, like I mentioned, my first ever race was, uh, it was called the Nun Run. It's a 5k at a local uh, college um, in Manny Shores in my neighborhood. Um, and, you know, after, after um, you know, experiencing what running was like with uh, other people um, and the running community was incredibly welcoming, you know, like it, it's really a judgment free zone. Like sometimes it can feel intimidating to hop into run clubs or to hop into a race, um, especially if you're a beginner or just starting out. But just know that, you know, everyone's there to support each other. And it's really a judgment free zone. You know, everyone has their own goals. Everyone has their own motives. Everyone has their own reasons. Um, at, and at the end of the day, like, people are paying more attention to themselves than they are about anything else around them. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like what started my journey. And after that first 5k, um, I ended up signing up for some more 5ks. Um, um, probably like a month later, I ran like another 5k. And then the next month I ran like a four miler and already then, like I was intimidated because I've never really run more than four miles before. So for me yeah. to run my first four mile race, I was a little scared, but, um, I started, 
I started increasing the distances uh, from there. And then um, I was fortunate to meet my coach um, that I'm still with now for three years um, at a studio in downtown Miami. Um, and then from there, everything just kind of like took off. That's awesome. You did your first marathon in what year? Um, 2020. Okay. And how did that go? Was it as, as expected? Was it easier than expected or more, more, more difficult? Um, it was, it was incredibly difficult, more difficult than I expected, but the experience, um, it was the Miami marathon, which I highly recommend for anyone who lives in South Florida to run either the half or the full. It, I mean, like the energy is just second to none. Uh, the course is amazing. The weather, not so great. It's always hot, but <laughs> the course is amazing. There's a lot of crowd support, um, but it was definitely harder than I anticipated. Um, for that build, you know, I had gotten up to about 20 miles, and I had no really, like, uh, goal to finish, um, goal time to finish. I just wanted to really finish. Um, I just really wanted to finish the race, um, but that experience was incredible, just being, just crossing that finish line and knowing that you actually ran 26.2 miles. That's just an incredible um, accomplishment. And and then at what point did you say, you know what, I'm going to go do uh, half Ironman. And then ultimately, as I guess I don't want to steal your thunder, but I, I know this from following you, you did a, a, a full distance Ironman, which is just incredible. Um, when did you make that switch? <laughs> um. It's funny because before I did the Miami Marathon, and I did the Miami Marathon in uh, January of 2020, um, I actually did a, I was in duathlon, which is a run, bike, run versus a swim, bike, run. So I was doing duathlon um, during like the fall of 2019. Um, <clears throat> and then af after I did my first duathlon and after the Mar Miami Marathon, my coach was like, listen, we we got to start swimming. <laughs> Let's get you into triathlon. Um, and it was really scary for me to actually start because I'm not a good swimmer. Um, I don't like swimming. I, I, I just don't feel comfortable in the water. Um, so that was really a big challenge for me to overcome is just getting in the water. Um, but after I made that transition to, um, you know, just getting in the water and getting my first swim in and, you know, being patient with it. I really just fell in love with the process of learning something new. Um, and so I did, I started swimming in 20, I think 2020, I started swimming actually. So it was about, yeah, 2020 I started swimming and I did my first half iron in 2021, which was uh, St. George 70.3. And I really enjoy multi-sport because it's just like a whole different dynamic. It's just so much fun. Um, you know, I love running, but I think like multi-sport races like uh, triathlons and half irons are just so much more fun. Like just be, you know, like I just, I just feel like the three disciplines just kind of break up the boredom because, yeah. you know, to be honest, running can sometimes be really boring, <laughs> yeah. but three sports uh, help break up the boredom. Um, and yeah, like that's, I kind of just fell in love with multi-sport um, after doing St. George. Yeah. That's a pretty big jump, though, to go from a marathon and then straight to a half Ironman in one year. Um, so kudos to you on that, especially the swimming part. I can totally relate to that. It's such a difficult thing to wrap your head around having your face in the water for 
30 to 45 minutes at a time. Uh, but then you doubled that and you went and did uh, an Ironman. Tell me about the journey to that Ironman. What kind of demands did it take on you and your, and your lifestyle? And then um, why don't you share your big marathon achievement, which uh, happened back in September of 2022? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the Ironman, man, um, it's kind of funny because before I started this whole thing, you know, like I would, I would tell people, like people would tell me like, oh, why don't you go run like, you know, a marathon or something? I'd be like, heck no, like I hate running. And then, you know, I started running and then um, I got into multi-sport and then like I'd read about people that would do Ironmans. So, like, heck no, that's crazy. Like what? You have to swim how much? You have to bike how much? And you have to run the marathon? That's just absolutely insane. But, you know, once the bug bites, <laughs> the bug bites. Yeah. Um, so I signed up. My, I was originally actually supposed to do um, Alaska's, in, um, Alaska's inaugural Ironman. Um, so I had signed up for Juno um, that was going to be taking place in August of 2022. Um, however, that race, um, there was just like a lot of logistic issues. Um, so I ended up transferring it to Ironman California, which was in October of 2022. Um, and that journey... Pretty was pretty much was like a year in the making. Um, I had signed up for the race a year prior, so I signed up the race. I signed up for the race in 2021, um, and kind of just spent the year, you know, like base building and just doing other races. Um, you know, I, I did a handful of uh, running road races. I did a half, another half iron, um, you know, within the year time frame. Um, but we kind of just me and my coaches kind of spent that year just, you know, building on three disciplines swim bike run um and being patient with it um and we really took off with the build to Ironman California in about uh July um July after I did uh Coeur d'Alene so I did um I did uh Ironman Coeur d'Alene 70.3 in June um and then after that race that's kind of like when we really started to um hammer down on um, nailing the bike, especially since that's the uh, longest discipline yeah. um, in an Ironman um, and the run as well. Um, and then in, I did quarter lane in June and then in July um, I had, you know, I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I had seen that there were still slots open for, a marathon, a local marathon here in Salt Lake City, which is a Rebel Big Cottonwood. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And so I heard, you know, I heard good things about Rebel races. Um, I've never really run downhill before, so I didn't really know what to expect. But I signed up for the race in July, and the race was in September. So it was really a last-minute, a really last-minute uh, decision um, to sign up for that race. And I kind of felt like I needed to redeem myself um, because I had run – uh, I had attempted to qualify for Boston in Eugene in May and missed it by two minutes. Oh. And that kind of just like left like a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know what? This is the opportunity. Maybe this is my sign. Like this is literally my sign to sign up for this race. There's still slots open. It's local. Let me just give it a shot. What else? You know, what, what can I lose? I have nothing to lose. Yeah. And so I was actually pretty quiet about it. You know, I didn't really, um, I didn't really share that I was running the marathon until the week of, um, you know, I didn't really want any outside noise. I kind of just wanted to focus. Um, and, you know, 
while training for that marathon, we are also in the build for Ironman California. So we are biking a whole time um, and running a whole time and swimming a whole time. Um, and then in September, uh, the race was September 10th. Um, I lined up to run 26.2 miles down uh, Big Cottonwood Canyon. And unknowingly, I ended up BQing, which, which was a dream come true. Um, and I didn't really have any true expectations. Um, you know, like all, all of my training that I was doing was more towards an Ironman. Um, I wasn't really even hitting any type of marathon, marathon pace splits um, for my training runs. Um, but I just said, hey, let me, let me just give this a go. Um, ended up getting a BQ um, by five seconds, which is <laughs> crazy to me. That's like I, I was. Yeah, it was fate. Like, it was fate. Like, I felt like, okay, like, if this is meant to be, then it's meant to be. Um, because I wasn't sure if those five seconds would even be, would even be considered for any, for any time for a buffer. Um, but I guess that just shows, that just goes to show, um, you know, the significance of seconds in a race. Yeah, um, for sure. And then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And like, you just never really know, you know, like five seconds, that could just be you going to grab a water cup, you know, like yeah. you just running on one side of the road to the other, grab a water cup, you know, and like, it just made me think of any other little tiny detail of, you know, what can I have done differently? But at the end of the day, of course, like, I can't complain. I was really happy with the result. Um, and five weeks later, ended up towing the line for Ironman California. That's incredible. Um, uh, big question that comes to mind since I haven't done a Ironman and can't really give my opinion on this or, or even any, any advice if anyone were to ask me, but like, what were the demands of that on your social and work life? How many hours a week were you training? And, you know, how does that differ from training for a marathon? Um. I would say, you know, like just training for a triathlon in general, especially if you're going into the Iron Ironman distance, like 70.3 or the 140.6, um, it's definitely way more time consuming than training for a marathon. And, you know, even now, like go, you know, right, right now I'm training for Boston. And even now it feels like I'm in an off season because after training for an Ironman, it's almost like anything after that, it feels like a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to say. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was very demanding, um, you know, especially during the weekends. So, like, on a weekly average, you're training at least at least 15 hours a week on the low end. Um, and, just, you know, depending on the amount of time that you have, it, it will go upwards in the 20s, um, 20 crazy. plus hours a week. Um, just depending on, you know, just, yeah, just depending on, um, the amount of time that you have. Um, and that's why it really, you know, we really spent a year just making sure that we had a good base. Cause I don't think, you know, without any experience, only ha having only 16 weeks to train for an Ironman is not really a smart idea. Um, I feel like it, it, you know, it should really take a year, at least a year or two years of, you know, just base building or even some type of multi-sport experience to start training for an Ironman. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just making sure that you have a really good support system um, that can support, uh, that can support um, your time away from your family and friends, just because, you know, like, 
your weekends are pretty much shot. Like you're out there, you're running two or three hours on Saturday or Sunday, and then you're going on like five hour bike rides and then you got a brick run after. Um, so it does get pretty demanding, but I feel like when you're in, you know, when you're in, in the um, endurance, um, when you're in the endurance field, um, you know, you kind of get a knack for discipline and just knowing when to prioritize your time. And then as long as you know how to structure your time and have some good time management, um, I honestly think it's pretty doable um, to balance everything out, but something will suffer at the end of the day. Um, but it's worth it in the end, knowing that you crossed the finish line and that all your hard work was, um, you know, all that hard work was put into something special. Yeah. I am really impressed with anyone who can do an Ironman. I'd love to do one myself someday when the kids are a little bit bigger, but tell us about the, the race itself, doing an Ironman. How do you feel by the time you get to the marathon? Like, are you already pretty shot and then you've got to start running or do you train to the point where you kind of feel pretty fresh? Like, like it's just any other day out there training. You know, I honestly think I just really had the perfect race. Like it's crazy to say, you know, a lot of people say that anything happens in an Ironman, anything and everything. Um, and you know, it's, it's at least an 11 hour day for most people. Um, but I, I can honestly say that I really had the perfect race. Um, you know, it, it was windy conditions, but, you know, I really dialed in my nutrition, made sure that I really practiced and trained my gut to take in a lot of calories. Um, so by the time I actually got to the marathon, I was feeling pretty good. Um, the only thing was, like, my chest was hurting a little bit just because the bike was so windy. Um, I was inhaling a lot of, like, debris from, you know, debris. Like, I was inhaling a lot of... Um, soil and like dust um, oh, so yeah. my chest was hurting a little bit for like the first two or three miles um but after that like the marathon is actually it's it's really different running an Ironman marathon versus uh, a road marathon like a straight-up road marathon in many different ways physically and mentally you're just in a completely me different mental space when you're running um a marathon in an Ironman so I feel like mentally it can almost feel easier running a marathon in an Ironman than it does running a standalone marathon. What, um, what do you think it, that is? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because, like, you, you're not really focused on a time running, you know, like, like I feel like with a standalone marathon, um, most people are focused on running a specific time, have a time goal for a standalone marathon versus an Ironman marathon. You don't necessarily have such a strict time goal per se, you know, like, you know, like you could probably say like, give or take, I'll run maybe a, a four hour marathon or give or take, I'll try to run a three thirty. but it's not necessarily as quite disappointing if you miss it by five minutes versus if sure. you miss five minutes in a standalone marathon, you know, that that's a big deal. That's more of a big deal because there's just so many other factors that go into a triathlon than a, a standalone road race. Yeah. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. And for anyone yeah. listening who, uh, is not familiar with the Ironman. I know we've talked about it in the past, but can you just recap the distances again for each discipline? Yeah. So uh, the swim is a 2.4 mile swim. Uh, the bike is 112 miles and the run is 26.2. Yeah. Incredible. And you finished in, what was your finish time? Um, 11 hours and 31 minutes. 
That's crazy. That's awesome. I've heard of people doing it and finishing in like 18 hours. So that's, that's <laughs> really impressive. All I've also heard of pros doing it in like, what do they do? Seven hours, eight hours, something like that. Oh yeah. Like pros are, are crazy. I think uh, most guys are, are finishing in like in the seven thirty between seven thirty and like eight hour range. And then females are usually like nine thirty and eight. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. But still <laughs> going full speed ahead for eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours straight. It's just mind blowing. Um, I, I think if anyone were to look at your timeline and say, okay, you know, struggled with alcohol for a couple of years, then started running in 19, ran first marathon in 20, first half Ironman in 21, and then Ironman in 22. That's just a really fast, and, and BQ and all of that, by the way. Um, it's it's a really fast pro- progression, but I also think it's it's pretty mo- pretty motivating because any one of us could stop our bad habits, start doing something great for ourselves, and then really surprise ourselves if we go all in. And it sounds like that's what you did. You went all in, you you cut out all the distractions, and it, it really has paid off big for you. So hats off to you for that. And oh, I, any any advice, I guess, that you want to give to anybody listening who's kind of just waiting for that final push to make a change? Don't wait. Just start. You know, like you really have nothing to lose. And as let your fear drive you to start something, because if you're not scared, then what you're seeking is not big enough. I love um, that. So, yeah, let your fear drive you. And, yeah, just, just start. You have, really have nothing to lose. Like if you're if you're teetering on if you're teetering between starting something or trying to do something and you're weighing out the pros and cons. And, you know, most of the time it's you really have no idea what's going to happen next until you start doing it. Yeah. Um, it's not, I'm just saying, just, just start. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I love that though. That concept of um, letting your fear drive you do something that scares you. If it's not scaring you, it's not big enough. I've, I, I, I didn't start living my life that way until I started endurance sports. And now I live my life that way. Even in my work, it comes out every day. I, like some days I'll step back and I'll start to look at the tasks I have ahead or, you know, big projects I'm working on or different things. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of freaky. Like, this is a lot. And then I think back and I say, I trained for this, you know. I Oh, 100%. This is – because at the end of the day, we all figure it out. Everyone who's crossed the finish line at a marathon has figured it out. And our our bodies and our minds just get us there, but we have to – be willing to take the leap. And that's the hardest thing. It's like when I was a teenager and I learned how to skateboard, um, dropping into a half pipe was one of the scariest things ever because you're going to nosedive and crash for the first five or 10 times. It's just going to happen. And so knowing you're going to hit your head and maybe break a wrist, just knowing it's going to happen is, is scary. Nobody wants to do that. And I think it's the same with training for a marathon or, or an Ironman or anything in between. Um, it's just scary it really is, but you have to take the leap and it's going to be uncomfortable, but then your mind and your body will figure it out along the way. 100%. And I feel like, you know, if, if you're listening to this right now, you've survived 100% of any, any and every bad day that you've encountered. 
and as much as you feel like you know as much as you feel like you know uh, you're going through a tough time or you're afraid you've overcome every single obstacle if you're listening to this to this day so you know just just start like there's really nothing you really have nothing to lose um yeah you really have nothing to lose and everything in endurance sports as you know everyone says you know, basketball translates to life, football translates to life. But, like, legit, like, endurance sports literally trans- translates to life because the discipline and the work required to be able to literally endure mentally and physically, um, you know, whatever you have ahead of you just really translates to work, translates to your family, um, and it's really a life-changing experience. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to finish. Um, thank you so much for, for this conversation glad we finally got to meet and can you share how people can find you online yeah for sure well i appreciate you having me it was it was a really great chat with you um you can find me i'm on instagram my my instagram is kim armaza that's k-i-m-u-r-m-a-z-a perfect all right go follow her everyone and follow the amazing achievements honestly it's been great to kind of watch to watch you because i feel like at one point you and I were at very similar levels and then you just surpassed me and now you're, you keep going, <laughs> but I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. It, it really is true. And, uh, it keeps me motivated, um, to keep going and, and push myself to that next level. So thanks again for your time and, uh, and we'll be in touch. Well, thanks Harrison. Have a All good right. one. You too. Bye. Right. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K. B-R-E-K-K.